The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You need to become a Saints Happy Hour patron. It's best Saints podcast and community in the world. You get every podcast without no commercials, early access to special episodes, and patron-only perks. You get to talk to my dad on Discord, and you get cool swag box delivered to your house. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's the best commercial ever. Welcome to the award-winning Saints Happy Hour podcast. Seriously, this podcast has won awards. American standards are dropping every day. The show features Ralph, the best host in the world, who can barely pronounce his own name, much less anyone else's. Marcus Colson, Colston, I mean, uh, Marcus Calloway. Dave is that dude who loves taking bathroom breaks. He's mad about almost anything, so make sure to lower your volume when he speaks. Put that freaking clown meme back up that I made. Andrew has sources, watches tapes, and knows football. He rarely shows up on time and wants to commit crimes to help the Saints win. Sean Payton would have done illegal things. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know it's true. Oh, and there's also Kevin, who is great at doing mock drafts, but struggles to actually watch Saints games or have a functioning relationship. Budrich wants to know how uh, the doctor's doing. That that ended. Anyway, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the insanity. Go! Oh! Right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. Thanks for joining us. We got a very special episode today. I wrangled one of. He's a friend of the program. He's never been on the program, but he's a friend of mine. I'm on his show on ESPN 100.3 in New Orleans all the time. Gus Cattengill of the Sports Hangover. Gus, it's about time I had you on this show. I mean, it's, it's an absolute honor. The fact that you actually had me on the, uh, what is it called again? No, I'm kidding. I know what it's all about the podcast, man. Um, dude, first off, the fact that I'm on a award right. podcast. I mean, I mean, that's how it has to be referred to, right? Like every time I have Todd Graffinini on now on the show, I always say Hall of Famer. Todd Graffinini. So, <laughs> I mean, when I have you on on Wednesday, should I say oh. award-winning host well, of the Saints Happy Hour podcast? Well, we've been lucky to win win enough awards, but I think the people need to. <laughs> I think the people need to know this, and I, yeah. I say this with all sincerity. Like the reason why I have a podcast and I'm on WWL TV in the morning and I write a column is because of this man right here, people, Gus Cattengill. He got me my first job at WWL yeah, really? radio I don't think I did in New that. Orleans. You forget, we, you, you've completely forgotten this, but this is the truth. It wasn't like a high school reunion, but it was like a brother Martin event at like the, what's the, the top of the Mart. It was at the top of the Mart and it would go around in the circle. Mm-hmm. And it was like 2002, I think. And I was talking to you and we were catching up. I was like, man, you're on WWL, you know, you know, I want to get in. And you were like, Buddy D needs a producer. Like, why don't you <laughs> send me your resume? I'll send it to Buddy and I'll yeah. and I'll yeah. and I'll and I'll hook you up. And and you did it. And like two weeks later, I'm working with Buddy. So like everything from this point forward, it's all if you love the podcast, thank Gus. If you hate the podcast, blame Gus. But yeah, it's all your focus. You got me into this business. Like before, That's I crazy. was just like banging on the door and trying to get in. And and uh 
before we get to 2023 Saints stuff, and we'll talk, we'll get, we got plenty of time for that. I want to talk about like the buddy D is he's passed away and Kenny, the late Kenny Wilkerson too has passed away. But like, there's a segment of our listeners that are younger, but there's a segment that are older and they know who buddy D is. And yeah. like the, the magic, when you worked at WWE, I remember my first day, buddy D and Kenny Wilkerson, I go into the office and they are just cursing at each other screaming at each other and i was like oh my god oh i'm like oh my god i'm in, i just like sat for like 50 minutes and it was over i think it was the 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 manning passing academy like kenny yes. was kenny was late or something and didn't mm-hmm. get sound and you would have thought buddy d was gonna murder him and i was like i i'm the new guy it, it, it was always a, a constant battle with those two for sure uh one thought <laughs> it should be a certain way and, and look here's the thing and i've always said this too right so there's two influences in my career that mm-hmm. i would say have not only stayed prevalent but kind of probably shape what i do and, and who i am and how i see it to be honest with you so i started this whole nonsense 20 something years ago 95 um summer going to my sophomore year when WGNO became the ABC affiliate Mm -hmm. and a friend of our family's was an employee over there. And he's like, Hey, we're looking for interns. Like they were just, they hadn't even done newscast yet. Right. right. So he's like, look, go ahead, do that. So I became Ed Daniels producer. So let's start from that standpoint where Mm -hmm. for me, if you know, Ed, I mean, you know, know it all's Friday night football, the works and, and he's a cards fan for starters. So I'm a Cubs fan. So you knew we hit yeah. off. He loved to make fun of the fact the other intern was a Jesuit guy. So I was brother Martin. So he, he would hang a Jesuit Jersey in front of my desk. I mean, it's just, but he, he was one of those guys like buddy old school because he worked with buddy. If you remember back That's in the right. channel six, That's right. and there's a certain way. I mean, there's just, there's a certain way and, and being professional, being you know attentive to details, um, little things of that nature, being honest. And, and just, there, there were certain things that I think I took from him. And it was interesting because when then I go on and work with buddy and become his producer and get to learn with him, it was sort of the same way, you know, don't give me the BS. Tell me what you feel, tell me what you do. And when you earn the trust of those two guys, then yeah. it really moves forward. And I remember, feeling that way with my first job out of college and, mm-hmm. you know, working with him. And I mean, dude, I, I got hired as a promotion assistant, you know, and yeah. in college I had gotten a Mississippi AP award was calling games. I was doing all stuff. I'm like, I'm in my first interview was Michael Jordan with Dan, you know, WGNO. I am on my <laughs> way. <Boy. now. laughs> That's right. First and only offer out of college was Laredo, Texas for 12,500. That was it. So I moved back home and my girlfriend at the time was like, Hey, WWL is hiring a promotions assistant. And I'm like, I don't know anything about promotions. I've, I, I've, I've, my, my minors coaching in sports administration. I've taken treatment of, you know, injuries, <laughs> human anatomy. I'm like, what is a promotions person do? I'll tell you what they do. And you know, this, this... I was the cool 95.7 cool daddy. I was yeah. the giant mascot. So <laughs> that's right. Um, that, that's that what people don't understand like when you're no. behind the scenes at rate in local radio like you're people from the scenes. people were me <laughs> i was buddy d's producer for like two and a half three you started seasons. so much better than i did I was, and i was a mascot dude and they and they were and i got a job in california at the orange county register running their high school website because i had 
done some stuff on the side for Kenny and I talked my way into that job and used like the sad <laughs> Katrina story because they all yes. felt bad for me in California. Yes. And they I got all to, done it. And they are like, they're like, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving Buddy D? You you do post-game show sometimes. You do, you produce Buddy D. Why are you going to California? Why are you taking a pay cut? And I was like, a pay cut? I and still live in my raise. parents, I still live in my parents' <laughs> attic. I'm I'm getting on near 30. I live in my yeah. parents' attic. No. They live in Lacombe. I live in their old house in Lakeview. I live in their attic. I'm like, it ain't a pay cut, you know? No, but, no. But the, the thing is with Buddy, and I remember like when you get his trust, it was, it was great. I remember 100%. when I, he would, do, he, he would send Kenny out for people. He, Kenny, Buddy didn't really go to practice by the time I was there. He, Kenny was like his eyes and ears, but he would go out to the Saints facility and do some live shows. And, and, and sometimes he had to do, to do the coaching show, which has it, has it would, wouldn't even come down, has it would do it from like his office. Which is incredible. And, and Peyton still did that. I've never understood that. I've never. Those shows where he's literally upstairs and in like, the I'm not, media room, like, like shooting not, and aiming my microphone at a speakerphone. I'm like, he's upstairs. He's upstairs. Like, not that, walk downstairs. What a giant, like, it's like, it's like, that's people why ask me why yeah. I don't like Nick Saban. One of the reasons I don't like Nick Saban, Nick Saban wouldn't get his security to walk through the, the the recruiting bash thing to sit next to Buddy D and do the interview. We had to, me and Corey Johnson had to haul all the mic equipment through the crowd. I just, I hate Nick Saban for that. But one of the things with this with Buddy D was we were sitting there and we're doing the show. And it was like, it was like uh, the, you know, cause he would start at five and he'd do like from five to six fifteen, and then the Hazlitt show or to seven fifteen, and Hazlitt would be seven fifteen to eight coaches show. So I'm in there and I won't name the saints employee. Cause I, I don't know. That'd be bad form. But, but buddy D he, he goes over to me, he goes, he goes, Ralph, he goes, they got a spy in here. And I want you to find out what he's taking notes on. And I'm just like, you gotta be, you gotta be fucking kidding me. They're like X files. Yeah. And I'm just absolutely. like this, I'm like, this, this, this is nonsense, but I'm like, it's buddy D like, what, like i you know, I, they tell me to do it and I do it. So he's like, what's, what's he, so he, the, the, the Saints employee has like a note. He's like got like a book that he's like pretending to read like a binder or whatever. And I'm like, is he really, and he was, he was writing down what Buddy D was talking about, like notes and had like, a, he was doing like one of those, like, you know, in like, like fourth grade where they teach you to do an outline. Yes. I swear to God on my, on my, on my father's grave, this Saints employee <laughs> had an outline of all of Buddy D's talking points. <laughs> Of what he was being, and he had a yellow highlighter, and he would highlight the really oh, negative. Oh and I god. was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Oh my god!" The the, the Hazard Saints are never winning anything. They've spent more time on this outline than they did against the game plan. Dude, that we, the I, I have week. said that so many times. What people don't understand, <laughs> and you understand too, they're in the Peyton era too. Like especially early Sean, late Sean, he chilled, and even he admitted it. But early Sean, oh my gosh, I, I can tell stories of him absolutely going after reporters for oh headlines God. that, and you know, this writing being a writer, right. you're not responsible for headlines. You submit your story to an editor, an editor creates the, the headlines. Headline, yeah. And, yeah. And he went after a couple of editor, you know, reporters, man, in the past. We're literally, I'll never forget this. We're, we're, we're one day, it's like 11 something in the old press box which was not above where it is now in the terrace and it was kind of where today's club level sort right. of is and you had like a breakfast buffet in there we're in line getting it and this reporter 
gets a phone call and, and <laughs> in front of me and it's Sean. It's 11.10. Like they play at noon. That's right. And he just destroys him. And then you can hear it loud as day. It's every curse word you can think of. And it's the opening game of the season. The Saints are playing the Lions and Matt Stafford. And the headline was something sort of along the lines like fresh meat for the Saints defense and whatever. <laughs> and he was worried that it was locker room material. And this reporter literally goes, are, are, like he thought he was joking. So he's like, are you serious? And he's like, don't you have a game coming up? And then he's <laughs> like, have a game. and then he explains that he's not responsible for the headlines. And then he goes on to explain it's 40 minutes before kickoff. At, at this point, I don't think they're reading the newspaper to get headlines. To get angry. But dude, it, it, to your point, you said Saban. I mean, it, it, it's so funny how coaches and a lot of the things that we have to deal with in teams react to the point of it's almost nonsensical of worry about your stuff. Yeah. Like what, like what Ralph writes on WLTV.com or says on this podcast, if that legitimately affects Derek Carr's ability to read a defense or Pete Carmichael's confidence to call plays in a game, they are bleeped. I'll tell. They are absolutely bleeped. If I'm influencing how they're running their organization, they are bleeped. That's how I knew. That's why I knew last year was was off was done because i got a call and i was like the saints are mad at you <laughs> and i was like i'm like i write a fan i'm like You're i write done. a fan yeah. i write a fan column for wwl yeah. Yeah. and i'm on the I, I i and i make jokes you caused it. it was your fault I, I, they decided yeah. to have alvin yeah. Kamara and everybody else that sells a jersey on the sideline in tampa bay they're like now we know thank you for letting me know that you were at fault for that Tampa they're, Bay. They're, they're like they're like they don't like the fact that you write stuff and you go in the morning show and you're not at practice and i'm like i just make jokes like i don't want i don't pretend to watch film but i know saints history inside and out and i'm like making jokes i'm like if they care what i write god help us we're done we're done here like because when they win they didn't care. But but like when they win, it's like my, my column, I'm even I'm either laughing with the Saints or I'm laughing at them. Like, you know, but the thing with, to your point of, of with Buddy was, and, and I told another story, I said somebody, I think it was Kat Terrell or, or somebody said, uh, name, name a, a, like a, a moment where you were like, this is the coolest job ever. I remember going into 2004, I'm in the office and it's, um, and it's like, uh, I, me and Kenny had gone to, gone to training camp and get the sound. And I, I cut the sound and I would tell, like, I would go through, buddy. I'd be like, Hey buddy, these are the, these are the four sound bites that were decent. Yeah. I, this is what yeah. was, what we're going to run Bob Frost, the producer. This is what he's going to have for you. Frosty and, yeah. Frosty. and I'm like, here's the, here's the clips. And like, while we're going through that, he's got a, he's got a barks. And he's got like a like a moon pies, and he's just crushing them. Crushing them. Crushing the moon pies. Buddy was the best. Although in, in his later life, he he like cut it down. Like it used to be like he was out. I, I heard stories of him being like out of control. But like in mm-hmm. later life, they like he now he's way healthier. I'm like yeah. really, he's, he's drinking three barks and eating three moon pies. <laughs> That's healthier. So he's we're doing that, and he's going over the center. And somebody comes in, you know, because people would most people would go into the sports office and they wouldn't want to talk to Buddy. And That's they would want exactly to tell right. them right. their opinions right. of yeah. the me. I would just be like, Hey buddy, I read, I read, um, uh, 
uh, Wayne Mack's book, Who Dad History, uh, and, I, and I would ask him questions and I would just listen to it. So that's how I enjoyed Buddy. But people would come in and ask him and he's sure. just crushing these moon pies. Somebody, how are the Saints going to be this, this year, Buddy? And it's like middle of August. Middle, middle, middle of August. Like they played like one preseason game. Yes. He, goes, he goes, they ain't winning shit. And just continues on. Like, this thing doesn't even break, doesn't even explain it, just yeah. says it like it's a commandment and you should accept it. And the yeah. person's like, okay. They... Yeah. But but that was my experience with Buddy. And, and before we get to that, I want to just talk about your journey. You've done Pelicans. You've done Tulane. You did Summer League. What do you say the biggest difference in when the time you started and the time now in the world in the in the world of like social media, Twitter, 24-7, everything access. What, what's the biggest difference you think? I would say that access, access to access to and from. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So as much as more fans have access and we have more access and we can provide different things and fans, mm-hmm. I think, can enjoy it from different aspects. I also think it's the other way around and you know it's kind of along the lines where we're touching on right we're kind of having a little fun but i mean these are very serious things and it did it affected relationships it affected coverage Mm -hmm. teams that don't understand comma embrace what is is today you're behind period you don't have to like it Right. I've always That's said this right. before um, in my business, I, I've been lucky enough. And at times, you know, we get to be a boss or we get to be the sports director or we get to do whatever. And sometimes I remember when I'm, the, the best times ever was when I went over at 1061, Jason Ginty. I grew up <laughs> listening to the Rod Ryan show, you know, and, and Ginty was on there two Tuesdays and all that. And now he's my boss. And he's like, I don't know anything about sports, dude. Uh, I'm running the rock station. You tell me what to do. And I love that. But what was so funny is like, you know, being able to have that, that back and forth, but also understanding that. And the main thing, Ralph, to understand was that just because you have that and know that is, um, is understanding that if I don't know what a top 40 radio is, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then, but at the same time, I'm going to, find somebody or hire somebody that I can do that. that. So I, I may not know top 40 radio. Yep. So what I loved about Jason Ginty was him being able to say like, Hey, look, I let, let's sit down. Let's talk. You tell me what we do, what, where we need to go cover things and do all those different aspects of it. But what I loved about that was just that, that understanding. So I bring that up because the point is teams don't have to love it. You may not want social media. Coaches may not want all the access and all that other stuff, but understand it's it's here. So you either embrace it and you make it something that you can do something with or you're going to be fighting it. That's and, right. and, then you, you, and then now you're behind, right? And, and what I mean by that is, let's just take like today or just let's take like where we are. I mean, there's certain teams and Sean Payton was one and, Saints have continued it like we can only shoot stretchy time now. I, you know, and what's <laughs> right. crazy is it's a fan day at practice today. Ralph, if you're not credential and you'll sit in the stands, the second all the cameras are put up and we have to put our phones in our pocket, guess what's behind us? Every fan doing this. So guess what they got to capture today? 
They captured an incredible catch by Chris Olave with Marshawn Lattimore, you know, defending him 30 yards away. Right. Like, yeah, here's my thing. And I understand where they're coming from. At the same time, it's kind of nonsensical. Yeah. The teams you're playing know the plays you're running. You understand what I'm saying? Like my, 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 my photog at a TV station likely is shooting a tight shot of the snap. Winston back the pass, showing the football. Here's the spiral coming into yeah. the camera. Alave catching it, cut to the fans doing this. If the Atlanta Falcons or Tennessee Titans in week one can grab that and build a game plan to beat the New Orleans Saints, <laughs> you're, we're bleaked. We're bleak. Yeah, and the thing is, like, but do you understand what I'm saying? It's no, like I completely it. understand. Instead it. of literally having your local media, having people that are posting, you know, videos and pictures, slow-mo Michael Thomas catching it in seven on seven or team drills. Like give us even the direction of they have to be tight shots. You can't show the coverage or the formation. But my point is that generates yeah. interest that makes yeah. me want to go buy jerseys that makes me this... want to go to games that so it's understanding where if technology is if going i was and doing yeah it makes if, sense if, to you no it totally that's does. what's I, changed that's what's changed if you're, i was the same in or you're not i would be like listen dennis allen we're gonna we're gonna live stream practice and we're going to put three, we'll put, we're going to do it three cameras and we can do it however you want to do it. So they're not going to get like coaches cam, sure. right? But we're going to do it like uh, camera on the quarterbacks, camera on the running back drills where they're doing the little the footwork. Right. And, and like a team, a team is going to do that. There is going to be a team come in the next, probably, I think in the next two, two, three years, it's going to be like, we're streaming practice and coaches are, ah, I can't believe they're doing that. And then we're going to, fans are going to watch it. And like the nerd fans are going to be like, this is useless. Like, why do I want to watch Derek Carr in his drops? Yeah. But you know what? Regular fans are going to be like, this is awesome. Eating I get up. to, I get to yes, watch. Duncan today literally wrote his love likes and loves or loves, <laughs> whatever that he did. And he literally said the same thing, Ralph. He's like, I can't evaluate because they're not in pads. I can't do that. So that's what I'm getting at. And yeah, again, you can control those things. You know, and, and, and that's what I mean by that. It's right. understanding that and embracing it. The university's like, look at what LSU's done the last several years, right? Where I mean, the game hasn't ended. And if it's an epic win, their social media team has a two-minute video of the highlights they they've gone and got the rock ryan clark to do a hype video on game day like it's understanding those things and if you don't do it you're behind because all it takes is what you just said one team is going to stream practice and guess what those revenues those page views i can go to canes and instead of saying hey well for lsu it's a cool yeah for lsu it's a coolness factor right like 2019 Right. Probably the biggest, most popular thing they did besides skull drag every team they played was right. What what time? What time I'm getting my hype video? Like we were all like that. We were like, what time? Hey, LSU, 
LSU, when are, when are we getting our hype video? Like, we yeah. got to get our hype video for this game. They did it every game, and, and they just, like, ratcheted it. Like you said, every week they ratcheted it up, ratcheted it up, ratcheted it up. And it was it was a, it was a as big a part of the season as the on-field stuff, which was 100%. Incredible. You look forward to it. And, and, and I mean, how many of those people got jobs after that, too? Oh my. And, you know, and that's the thing. It's just, it's just embracing it and understanding. So I would say in the 23 years, 24 years, I lost track, Ralph, dude, of – of all of that, it is that is that now not only can teams directly communicate with their fans, fans can express their like That's right. or dislike by the play, by the by the call. I mean, we all saw last year, you know, I mean, if it's first and 10 and it's an incomplete pass, second and 10, 14, 36 left in the first quarter, we're ready to fire P. Carter. That's right. I mean, and that's the thing, like people, people, right. there is a segment of Saints fans. 100%. That, that are casual and kind of like plug back in during training camp. Sure. We saw it with our, our podcast, our, our downloads and stuff go way up once training camp. So, but there's a ton of them that where they want their saints news all the time. And it's, you know, one of our most popular things is we do breaking news. We do, we, we'll do like Saints sign Jimmy Graham 15 minutes later when it's announced, I'm in my car recording a podcast. There it is. Our producer puts it up and, we, and we're, we'll get more listens on that. The, the five minute, like free version of it. than like our, any podcast we probably do, before the season, unless the Saints right. have some sort of news and, or a and trade Ralph, or something. right there, what you said not to interrupt you, that's the difference. When you started, when you worked for Buddy, when I worked for Buddy, you would have to wait till 4 o'clock. That's right. That's right. You'd have to wait till 4 o'clock. TV stations would have to wait till the 5 o'clock newscast. That's right. To be specific, 517 after the, after weather. And, and you better pray that there isn't a thunderstorm because that's weather right. takes minutes from your sportscast. That's the difference. Where right now... Look at guys like Nick Underhill in New Orleans dot football. I can literally take a step outside, press record, tell you Trey Turner is done for the season, tell you what it means for the Saints, tell you tomorrow's another day in practice, post it, and within five minutes, you literally have that news. These That's kids- the biggest difference right now. These kids don't. Right in there. These kids don't understand. You had to wait for the like in the nineties and you early had to wait. You had to wait for the paper. You had to wait for the you paper. Had to wait for the paper. You're absolutely and like, right. And like training camp stories were, players were holding out because they didn't have free agency. So like when a player's contract would end, he would just not have a contract, but he couldn't be a free agent. So like for the Saints, it would be Bobby Aber, you know, famously held out for an entire year, but like their linebackers, Eric Martin, they would just hold out because they didn't have a contract and they would negotiate with the saints. And like, you didn't get, like, if that would happen, if they would sign and agree to it, you might get it in the paper. If it happened at like the middle of the day, right. you wouldn't know until the next morning. <laughs> exactly. It's like these kids, you're like, yeah, you had to wait yeah. for the paper and like read yeah. the paper. You're right. And you know, Box scores, Ralph, oh, box, box scores. Score. I mean, right now I can pull up a box score from my Cubs Cardinals game that I watch. You know, it's like, it's incredible when you think of all the different things that, that have come along. So I said, look, there's good, there's bad. There's a lot of it into it. But the point is that I, I think the biggest thing is you either have to, and look, it, it's the same thing in our medium, right? Mm -hmm. um, Ed Daniels, I saw him today post his podcast, things that he liked and didn't like about practice. I mean, TV guys have to write, you have to post, 
right? Mm -hmm. You have to post on your website. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to him about it. Uh, writers have to do video. So the, it used to be separated. You had guys in front of a camera. You had guys and in front of guys. a microphone. And you had yeah. guys at a keyboard. Now everybody does all three. And if you can't do all three, you're done. Period. End of story. If I can't post my observations, I can't write my observations, and then I can't come in <laughs> front of some sort of camera and tell you my observations, somebody to the left or right of me just did. And guess where that advertising's going? Guess where that viewership is going? And guess what it is? Period. I mean, if, if you cannot mm. do that, that's where it is. So adaptation would be the other thing that I would say, Ralph, that's changed since you and I started in this business. Yeah. If you can't adapt and understand, like if you, I may not know that. I mean, I know the ins and outs. You better Google. You better call somebody. <laughs> better. You better see how you're doing a podcast. How'd you do those graphics? What is StreamYard? What is this? What's a Sure mic? What is the Sennheiser? What is, I need lighting. That's, I need like, if right. you can't do that, I mean, you're just, you're, you're going to get left behind. That's just what it is. Yeah. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. One last, before we get to the 2023 Saints, one last Buddy D story. It was, this was 2004, and the Saints were like four, they were four and eight right? Or five and eight, I think. And, um, you know, this was back when people don't understand now, like they used to have like an open locker room and before Drew Brees kind of, they would just have like an open day and like players would just go in front of their locker rooms and just talk. Right. Whereas now for like the saints, they'll say like, Hey, this is who you're going to get. And that's it. Or like Drew Brees would like meet the media, like one time a week, right. For like 15 minutes. Right. Back in like 2005, you just go in, right? And they'd have like open session. You just go from like stall to, st you know, locker to locker. And they had a guy that was interviewing Aaron Brooks from, uh, from Virginia. And I've, I forget where he's from, like Pilot, Virginia. I, I forget the small town. It was, it was from that newspaper. And he was interviewing Aaron Brooks. And, you know, like reporters, like a lot of times when they're interviewing a guy, you know this, like you'll, you'll kind of ask the reporter, hey, can I just put my mic and just record, like, I won't, I won't interrupt your interview, but I'll just, right. can I just record what you get? And I was just like, Hey, can I, I just kind of nodded him. He's like, yeah, you can. And Aaron Brooks did this like 25, 30 second rant of like the owner came at us. The fans came at us. Our own coaches came at us. The other team came at blah, bleepity bleep, bleep, bleep. And the, 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 the non-local reporter was like, eh, it's, it's pretty interesting. And I was like, Oh my God. Aaron Brooks has never said, he's never said anything really interesting in the five years he's been here. And he just, just ripped into Benson, Hazlitt, the owners, everyone. And I, Dude, I they practice in a parking lot. I, mean, I know incredible. Yeah, it was, but this is 04. So this is before <laughs> Katrina. Right. Yeah. And I got it. And the thing is, you know, this is like when you get something and you're working in media, when you have it and, and you're like, 
fucking have it. Like, you know, you have the goods of audio and you've done that because you did it a ton of times. And I remember walking to Kenny Wilkerson and I'm like, Kenny, listen to this. And he's like, I'm doing something. I'm like, no, Kenny, stop and listen to this. And I played it for him. And he immediately calls Buddy D and goes, you are not going to believe this. And I remember just being like, that's a moment where you, when you work in media, like, I don't know, if, I don't think that would be possible now with the way media is because of, because of how they do the locker room yeah. and stuff. Yeah. What was the, the closest? I was going to say the closest thing would probably be what you just saw this week. with Sean Payton yeah, talking right. to the USA Today reporter and dropping that. And my gosh, ESPN couldn't show that screen enough this week, right? With all <laughs> comments to the, to where he had to come and do a mea culpa. And yeah, like, like, yeah, bad, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done it. But they, you're right. That's that's close because most of the time you have everybody there to, to you know, to kind of do that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I would say I'm trying to think of what, what was a time like that for me. Man, I, I, I'd i have to think about like one of the, oh, gosh, did they really just say that? But I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it was just really probably the first interview, right? You know, and it wasn't like, an, oh, my gosh, you know, did that just happen sort of thing in a bad way? It was just. I don't know if it was dumb luck or dereliction of duty. <laughs> if you ask, uh, if you ask TJ Pipitone, photographer of Channel Four, he'll tell you it was dereliction of duty. He uh, forgot the batteries. It was literally the day after the Bulls won a championship against the Suns. Michael Jordan is playing at Eric Martin's charity golf tournament at Lakewood Country Club in the West Bank. I'm there with Jeff Peterson, who's uh, Ed's you know weekend anchor reporter guy. And we're there and I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm a Bulls Cubs fan. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm the intern, by the way. I just started. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and TJ's like, I need batteries in the car. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't move. <laughs> and Jeff's like, I'll go get it. No worry. And TJ's like, you're the intern. Are you really making the anchor go? I'm like, dude i just and, and he's like wow and, and tj gave me this look to this day i guarantee you he'll look at me and be like i can't believe you did that well ralph of course not a minute after peterson left the door opens from the locker room now we're the only tv station ed got tipped off we're the only people there michael bleeping jordan walks out like the height of his three p and tj grabs the mic gives it to me and goes start asking him questions <laughs> so he walks out and he sees the camera and he's just so pro he puts his arm around me and goes what you got man and and i just so what's there it like go. to be here and he's like walk with me so we walk to his cart i'm asking away you know and i i start with the why he's here sort of thing yeah. you know and why you know i mean like hey i mean i like, are you tired? Cause you just played <laughs> championship last night. Like, why are you here? You know, sort of thing. And he described how, you know, Eric's a good friend and why he was here and how it just matters to him. Get in the cart. So TJ shooting us, we're driving to the range, the driving range from the warm up, And I'm in the golf cart with Michael beeping Jordan holding a mic. 
and that was my interview. So my career has gone downhill since then. <laughs> downhill? Just, no, it but, has not. But literally, it's it was it was dereliction of duty. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I should right. have absolutely. I would have mother bleeped my intern if he didn't go get a battery and mm-hmm. I had to go get a battery. But I swear to you, my interview with Michael Jordan, my first ever interview in TV was because I failed to go get a battery for the camera. There you go. For the photographer. I got and yelled. I should have done it. I should have done That's it. That's amazing. But I did. That's yeah, amazing. That's amazing. The the I got yelled at by Jim Hazlitt one time. They sent me like when the Saints did like a OTA or a mini camp like during Jazz Fest, and no one wanted to go. So like they sent me and the cameraman, right? And Jim Hazlitt's like, "What are you?" Doing? And I'm like, eh, kind of. I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I like the assistant assistant. Let me tell you something about Jim Hazlitt, dude. I, my my favorite time, and this was obviously in the old media room too, which was actually by that door. You remember right by the yeah, parking right. lot when it was, man. I mean, it was the thing about Jim Hazlitt that was great was Jim Hazlitt was Jim Hazlitt in front of the mic and camera. And then the real Jim Hazlitt was when the mics and cameras turned off. That's right. Do you remember that? That's right. That guy was literally like you're having a beer with at a bar and the amount of language he, and what he did. He'd be I mean, the greatest. He couldn't stand Michael Vick or the Falcon. He, Jim Hazlitt, if he would just. He was a football like, player. He's a football player. Yeah. I mean, he, he would is. have the greatest podcast ever. 100%. Like if, he, if, if he would get the right host. If yeah. they would get him with the, like if ESPN oh, the would hire with the oh, right host the and ask him the right question, and you know and, the stories. And yes, right. About. Some of them, some of them, Jim. We won't tell all of them. We won't but tell like, all of them. But some of them, he would be amazing. Like you'd need the right host that would just be like, would be like they would have to know enough and do enough research and then get out of the way. But Ralph, that's why I love what Peyton did this week. Like Ryan Clark going after him and Peyton have to say, I'm sorry. You know, (laughs) I loved what Sean did. I'm okay with it. And I said this today on my show. I loved the Jimbo Saban Um, thing last year. Saban called him a cheater. And Jimbo Fisher is like has an emergency know, press oh conference goodness. the next day. Don't oh, call me great. a cheetah. It's so good. It's so How good. dare you call me a cheetah? I mean, like, <laughs> so I love that. I want coaches to go after one another because you know why? Because the fan bases do. The fan oh my bases God. don't care for the other fan bases. Oh my God. So I love when Sean Payton's doing the choke thing at oh. the Falcon game. I love that. Don't apologize because oh it was a terrible oh, job by, ha- it by it's like, you know, what's his name? Uh, I mean, Nate Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, like, exactly. He's, he's a bum. He got he's, fired for a reason. I mean, got fired. <laughs> Do you know how bad you have to be to bad. get fired? Dude, your, they were bad. You didn't he make it through the first year. He dude, didn't make they, it. They couldn't literally call a play. Like, it, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not wrong. You know, no, what I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I love that. He should. I wish he would have doubled down. I wish I today know. after practice to be like, tell Ryan Clark to show up, show up the camp. I'll sit down and watch video with him and tell him I was. And by the way, in that his job, Ryan Clark crushes everybody. Ryan Clark calls that's for right. Nathaniel Hackett's job to be fired. He, you know, he every day when ESPN <laughs> tells him he has to go off on Russell Wilson and it's time for Dak Prescott. Literally every single day this coming football season, Ryan Clark's job is going to be to rip somebody, call for someone's job, or defend somebody. I mean, whatever. And you're going to tell me, well, it's the coaching profession. We have to have our own little stop it. 
You need to become a Saints Happy Hour patron. It's best Saints podcast and community in the world. You get every podcast without no commercials, early access to special episodes, and patron-only perks. You get to talk to my dad on Discord, and you get cool swag box delivered to your house. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's the best commercial ever. I love. I have the coaches can't stand each other. I mean, no, I love, they, it's a competitive thing. I love they, it. They, they, and like, if you, if you listen to that podcast, the play callers, like they, they, they are nonstop workaholics, egomaniacs. And the thing is like Sean Payton makes it fun. Like that's the thing I like, besides the winning, obviously like Sean Payton yeah. put the saints, he put the saints in the news cycle where 100%. like Denver, if you had uh, whoever as your coach, does non script no one like you wouldn't be in the news like oh now every time sean payton opens his mouth every time he goes on dan patrick because he's got a side product that he wants to plug you're in the news cycle where like i miss that with the saints like dennis allen like maybe he'll be good maybe he'll figure it out and he'll be a decent coach but like it's it's fun like i love the circus like and all these teams are like i don't want we don't want hard knocks i'm like Get out of here. Like, I want hard knocks. God, yes. It's it's fun. Like, the Saints are just – it's just entertainment. It's just basically for 99% of us, a TV show we watch. The thing about it, too, is the whole, you know, the Jets, we don't want to make the cutting part a part of it because it's too personal. Here's the thing. I I would actually argue against it from this standpoint in terms of – in in favor of it, rather. Mm-hmm. You and I know this, okay? By being in locker rooms, we do see the humanistic side of it. And, and Ralph, yeah. I do think a lot of times, and I, I rip Matt Muscona and fans and Saints fans and <laughs> everybody else that get bent out of shape. At the end of the day, it's a game. At the end of the day, you don't get an absolute dime if they win, you don't get a ring you get the opportunity to purchase a shirt. Mm-hmm. Now a higher marked up seat, your suite's going to cost more. The more they win and the more they win championships, that is now going to be a new section of the state. Like you don't get anything when a team wins, but we will act like it's absolutely life or death. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy about it is you forget one important thing, which is why, and I understand in the South, this is sacrilegious for me to say, I could care less about signing day. I legitimately oh. don't understand the fact that literally throughout the season, the day after a Saints game, the NBA, like, and I, I'll say this, I, I'll tell it to Matt, I'll tell it to anybody that's doing it. The fact that you have people on the show telling you about a sophomore, a freshman in high school, and that's an entire segment about what they're doing is an absolute waste of time. I hate I, signing I day. I can't stand it. I can't signing stand day, it. Signing day. Used... No one's seen them. No right. one has seen them. And you will have all these fans, whatever university. Now, I'm not just picking on LSU. It's Ohio State. It's all you guys that sit there and be like, that's my dude. That's my guy. You haven't seen a single play. You don't know what I... he does. If he got a B in geology, <laughs> if he, even if he ate Crispitos at brother, you literally don't know the Whoa. kid and you love him because he signed for you. Well, you love him because of and he has that thing where he does the whole hat thing and he chooses somewhere else. You will mother bleep him in a That's second right. on Twitter. And when he comes on campus and it's this first play and he gives up a completion or a touchdown, can't get a sack and can't block anybody 
you will call for him to be benched and bring in the other kid. <laughs> can't stand him. And you mother bleep him too. And you go after his family. I mean, seriously, like the kid that was here that went to AM or whatever, man, that, you know, I, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. He beats Florida one year, the next year, he literally can't drop back because at UCLA, he gets sacked every five seconds in Gannon. And you're like, he sucks. I'm like, he can't drop back. Yeah, he's pass. getting killed. And he's, and you hate him. And like the, 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 the virtual that comes off. I mean, it's just well, incredible. So I, I just, I can't do it, dude. I can't well, do it. Well, the thing with signing day that I, like I'm, I, I worked, I, I produced Richard Condon his sports show in Baton Rouge. He was, he was number one FM. He was a yeah. guy famous for t- telling, get, wanting to fight uh, Jamie Howard after his five interception Auburn game. So Richard Conn is like an icon in Baton Rouge. He, and, and, but then when I was working with him, he did, he did AM sports. And his thing about signing day is like, I know it's important. And I know you have to stack recruiting classes on top of each other to be good. And he's like, sure. I know you, the more five stars you have, even back then, it's like teams that, that get in the top 10, like you stack two, three, four of them on, the top, on each other. It's, it matters. He's like, I know that. But he's like, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, I can't follow the day-to-day, the week-to-week of like where they're going, what they're thinking, who's leading the, who's leading the charge. Like, he's like, because they change their mind every freaking day about anything and he's like get me to sign in day we'll deal with it once it's signed in it but he's like i'm not following it day to day and that was one of the things at the station he worked he wouldn't he would do like one recruiting segment a week and they were like dude you got to do it more and more because that's what people want he's like i don't care i hate it and i'm number one at the station go fly a kite we're not doing it and i'd be like see they want me to ask you to do it he's like i'm not doing it and I was like, and I was like, yeah. and by the way, Richard Condon, if you listen to him in Baton Rouge, that like, as far as like the most fun job that I ever had, that was the most fun. Like I would have to get up at five in the morning, but it was the oh. most fun because he just was a, he was a, he was a, people thought he was insane and in how he did the show. And they, he, his show felt like it was unscripted madness. But he would start at seven in the morning and go from seven to 11. He would get up at three and he would do an hour of prep for every hour he was on the air. And I would be like, you're, an, you're, a, you're insane. People, and people think that he would, they're like, he doesn't work as hard as the other people. And, and it was like total, I'm like, you don't understand. Like he works way harder than every, any person, any other person you listen to. Condon works harder than them all. He works and he has to set up so he can make it seem like he's just talking out of his, yeah. out of his backside, but it's, it's complete work, but we got to get to the sink. Cause I, I, I'm, yeah, I was going to say Ralph, cause I mean, it's funny right before we get to it, you get it. And I get it too all the time. I love when people tell me you just work three hours a day. <laughs> no, I'm, okay. I'm like, I work, okay. I work like four okay. hours a day on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. I, that's all I do. I just show up and talk for three hours. God gotcha they only knew because here's the thing here's the here's the secret when you do sports radio you gotta prepare like you're not gonna get any calls at all right and the the thing is some shows that are like iconic like fine bomb are about the callers and the callers have their own little like cult following and some and like even jim rome to a certain extent little but most of the time 
people don't listen to a sports talk show because they're college. They listen because they want to listen yeah. to they, well, they listen because yeah. they like for me, I want to listen to you. I want to listen to Gus Catengill, right? right? So you gotta prepare, like you're not gonna get a freaking phone call. That's when what somebody told 106 me. One, and we'll get to the team here. Uh just give me 30 seconds. Go ahead. I, when I was there, when I became the sports director at 1061 and they were a cumulus and all that, I met with the guy that started syndication for Rush Limbaugh, Hannity. I'm not even talking political here. Let me talk about syndication. Mm-hmm. And you can't argue what they no, do in syndication. And he, 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 you know, he looked at me. He's like, it's seven to nine minutes, your average time span. If somebody has that, reset, repeat, you know, your, your, your thing. He gave me little tidbits, all that. And he goes, by the way, I hate phone calls. <laughs> and, and he goes, why are you having somebody that didn't go to practice, doesn't cover the team, doesn't know the players, doesn't know the coach, has no idea what you do. Did you go to school for this? Did you do that? Did you cover this? Is like, this is your profession? Are you at the game? Are you, is that person there? Like, so why is he on? And, and that's how I approach my show. Like Mondays and Fridays are perfect, right? Like that's my caller driven sort of day where tell me what you saw on Saturday and Sunday of those games. Who's the play of the day? Who mm-hmm. needs to be benched? Fire this guy, whatever. Friday, what's my headline? What's my key? Give me a score, though, those things. The rest of the day and week, I don't need a caller. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but we're the ones that are actually talking about it and we understand those things. And so, you know, I just look at it from that perspective. And the, the people that you and I listen to, and I don't know who you listen to, but there's probably a guy or a lady or a show that when something happens in that realm, whether it's politics, whether it's sports, whether it's science, whether it's whatever, you can't wait for that next show to hear that person's opinion on That's right. You know, like I know when it's like LeBron in the Lakers, I can't wait for Colin Coward because he's going to go bananas on it, right? I mean, just like I'm looking forward to that day when that happens. If there's a, you know, the day after the election, I'm turning Limbaugh on one way, shape, or form to hear him go nuts one way, shape, or form. Yeah, just like like that. Yeah. That's to me, it's about who you're listening to. How I heard same thing. And I think too, you know, it's like with you, I know you're a Cubs fan, right? So like if they do a bunch of stuff and they trade a bunch of trade us Bellinger to the Astros, trade trade us this, or like something happens with the Cubs, or because I know you went to Brother Martin, I want to hear. A personal connection and i feel like that's what our our podcast they know mm-hmm. of like these udfas that are our udfa sons or what we but drink I, or what we what we care about our little pet peeves about the saints and they will tweet at us and be in our discord and be like this happened with the saints i want to hear what ralph has to say about this i want to hear what dave right. has to say about mark Absolutely. ingram running out of bounds because dave is mark ingram is dave's boyfriend that's and how these, i tease you that's how yeah. i tease you when you're coming on and, like, and, i can't wait to hear ralph on this and 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 it's a it's a it's a, you you if you create a personal connection with people in 2023 you're successful that's why your show is so good like you you have we have this the, the ones of those of us that listen to you either you know i try to listen up later and streaming and all that because <laughs> right. i'm in houston but you you, you you get a personal connection.